What is up, everybody? You can tell in my voice I am very giddy because you know why? Because the NBA is back. Brett and I are talking for the first time. Obviously, we've been texting a lot in the Facebook group, Overstated NBA. We've been on Twitter. We are fired up, man. The NBA is back. I think the games have been fantastic. There is so much depth in the league. I'm just very excited. I'm very excited to talk hoops. We don't have to talk about any of this offseason BS. It, it, it's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. So for this episode, Brett and I are kind of going to do our three positives and our three negatives. Uh, team-wise, three positive teams, three negative teams that kind of we saw for the first week. We are recording this on a Tuesday, so it's literally been one week since the NBA started. So let me bring in my guy, Brett Usher. Brett, what is going on, brother? How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Very excited uh, to do this to do this pod, and I, I agree with what you said, man. It's just kind of nice to like turn that page from the off season into the regular season, and I mean, I'm thankful with the NBA that the off season is so popping because like it didn't, it wasn't really like a dull period. Uh, the way there might be in some other sports uh, during the off season, like we had shit to talk about, but at the same time, it's nice to move on from that stuff and just see how it all plays out on the court. So obviously I'm ecstatic about the start of the season and it's been a, a wild and fun first week and um, very encouraged by some things and certainly a little disappointed by some things, certainly regretting already some of my my predictions in terms of standings and awards, but at the same time, it's so early in the season that anything can uh, can change, anything can turn around. It's funny, like I was going to prep for this podcast by just looking up some stats. Like I went to Cleaning the Glass and was going to look up some fun stats about some of these teams. And within a couple of minutes, I realized that um, all the stats are utterly meaningless at this point in the season because it's like, you know, a team has only played three games. Like if they have one bad game, you know, it could tank all of their stats. Like it's just it's it's not really worth looking into that. Like these games matter uh, at this point in the season, but the stats uh, as a whole are it's hard to take too much away from any of those, but it's clear, you know, which players are playing well and which guys are struggling and stuff like that. So I think it's, it's important to just sort of know how to interpret this, this early part of the NBA season. And in all the years I've been watching basketball, I think I still struggle with it. I still overreact to stuff. I still probably underreact to stuff, read too much into things, things like that. So it's always fun navigating that, but uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm loving it. And I've been watching as much as I can. And like I said to you before the pod, like it's, it's been a little overwhelming. Like there's still some teams I feel like I've barely seen. Like I never feel like I'm seeing enough. Like when, especially these games where it's like a full slate, it's like, I try my best to watch as many games as possible. And I can still only end up watching like maybe half of the ones that are on. Um, That's but, because man, the NBA needs to get some sort of red zone channel. I've been saying this for like five years now. Mm. Just do it where it's just whip around all day long, dude. People will pay for it. Stop with this. I know like Monday nights they have it on the app, but dude, just do it, man. Do just show it. like five, ten minute games, and then when it gets to crunch times, show that stuff. If there's a cool dunk, show it. Like, just it's mind blowing how they don't do that stuff. But that's uh, that's someday, what that's, someday maybe. But yes, yeah. I cu- I couldn't when agree you, more. When you, when you and I are old and gray, Brett, that's that's that's, that's <laughs> when it'll happen. Facts. Yeah. Hi, right, brother. So let's let's uh let's get into it, man. Like, give me give me one team that you're that you're super positive about that had a great week. Um, whether you saw it coming, whether you didn't start coming, give, again, we're going to do three and three. So give me your first positive. It'll probably come as no surprise to you, um, but I'm going with the four and O Portland Trailblazers. They, 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 they are on my list as well. So why don't you tell me what you like about Portland? All right, good. I figured we would have a fair amount of overlap with our list because they're a clear standout. Um, I mean, yeah, four and O, they beat the Kings. Uh, in Sacramento, which was a good win, a, t- a tough win. I mean, that Kings team played really well. That crowd was crazy in Sacramento. And and for the Blazers to sort of overcome um, the Kings, like onslaught in the fourth quarter was was pretty impressive to me. Um, so that was a nice win. And then they beat the Suns in Portland. Obviously, a nice win. The Suns look good. Maybe, maybe not. We'll talk about them later. Uh, and then they beat the, the juggernaut Los Angeles Lakers in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know what? It still feels good to beat the Lakers. I don't care how bad they are. Like that's a that's a somewhat meaningful win. And then um, and then they blew out the Nuggets in Portland yesterday, Monday, uh, one thirty five to one ten. That was the one where it was like, okay, the Blazers are for real. Like they didn't even have Justice Winslow. They still don't have Gary Payton Jr. Uh, and to put a twenty five point blowout on the Denver Nuggets, uh, that was that was pretty impressive. So. 
Um, I, I love what they're doing. I think Dame is all the way back. I think he looks as good as well, ever. I don't even think he's all the way back yet, which me- makes it look even more impressive. True. Fair point. Like he might actually get a little bit better, but even right now, I mean, he's pretty close to on par with like his, you know, 2018, 19 or 2019, 20 version. He looks pretty much indistinguishable from that version of himself. I mean, he's, he looks quick. He's shooting it really well. He's, he's just playing awesome. And Anthony Simons finally got it going against the nuggets. Huge game, uh, 22 points in the third quarter. It was just absolutely electric. Um, and uh, take it a step further, man. He just didn't have 22 points in the third quarter. He had 22 points in like eight minutes. Yeah. It felt like clay. It, felt, it was <laughs> yeah, like, it, it was a, it, it was a clay Thompson quarter. That's what it, it was like that type of on fire where they're just looking to feed him the ball, no matter what. Um, that was so fun to watch. And I mean, look, man, if, if Dame's got it going as he did, uh, Monday night, as well as Anthony Simons, it's like, that is a really, really hard team to stop. And that's the beauty of it is you have these two guards that, you know, are, are two of the better scorers in the NBA, certainly two of the better shooting uh, point guards we have. So, uh, and we, we kind of saw the full version of that. And like I said, they were actually a little bit shorthanded. Um, I think they're only going to get better. I think they're legit. I don't know that they're a championship contender, um, but, uh, but they're a damn good team. You know what and, this is, man? I, I, whether they're a championship con- contender or not, I think that this is one of the most athletic teams. I think that's fair to say that they mm-hmm. have surrounded Dame with. And the reason that uh, I, I kind of chimed in about Dame there that I don't know if he's if he's all the way back yet. The offense still looks a little weird, but they're not relying on Dame. Like I think before last night, you could have said they were probably pretty close to being 0-3 with a couple of these bounces, but they just – are finding ways to win. And for me, when, when I watch the NBA and I think you're kind of the same way, just start stacking these wins up, you know, just, just, they're just finding ways to win. Uh, what I really like is their defensive rating. I think they're fifth, um, fifth or mm-hmm. sixth maybe in the entire NBA, which is really good. Um, you would not expect that kind of going in, but I'm just impressed with how athletic they are. Um, Anthony, Anthony Simon looks great. Jeremy Grant looks great. Um mm-hmm. Since Bill Simmons called Dame Willard Dana Barrows, all he has done is had um, 41 against Phoenix, 41 against the Lakers, and 31 against Denver. Uh, he's, he's rounding into form, man. I think it's going to take him maybe another month to really get back, especially with NBA conditioning. But, yeah, man, he, he looks great. I think he's going to get better. Uh, I didn't say it on our preview pod, but I said it over the summer. I, I truly believe Dame is going to finish no worse than second-team All-NBA, and I think it's going to be even better if his team – is better. And, and to your point, all the teams that they have beaten so far this year, obviously Phoenix, people are really high on them. Denver. I mean, Denver was my pick to come out of the West. I mean, it's either Western Conference finals or NBA finals for Denver. Sacramento was a team that's supposed to take a jump, right? Be a, be a playoff team. And then the Lakers, I mean, they're, they're just the Lakers. Like you said, it doesn't matter if you're beating LeBron and AD. I mean, that, that Lakers defense is still as bad as their offense is. I believe, I think they're top five. And defense, maybe even top two. I don't know. I, I saw a bunch of different stats today, but yeah, man, they, they, I'm very impressed with them. And I, their their front office deserves a lot of credit. They just, I'm so impressed with what Chauncey Billups is doing with that defense. Yeah. I think it's super, super, super impressive. And yeah, man, they're just and a fun, athletic team that is just going to run the shit out of you. Yeah, no, it's some good points, man. Like, I, first of all, like as far as the athleticism, I do. I think it's the most athletic team that Dame has ever had. And I would go as far as to say they're the most athletic team in the entire NBA right now. Um, when you look at Jeremy Grant and Nasir Little and Anthony Simons, Gary Payton Jr., when he gets back, Keon Johnson off the bench, um, Shaden Sharp. Like, you know, they're they're a ridiculously athletic team. Um, you know, I think if there was like a team dunk contest, like they would they would finish first. Uh, and that so that's a whole new whole new dimension man and and as far as the defense like I was actually pretty confident in them being you know like a top 15 defense coming into the season it's because of the personnel more than anything when you look at guys like like Jeremy Grant and Asir Little Justice Winslow um, Josh Hart just like these versatile uh, defenders Gary Payton hasn't even played yet like that's gonna really bolster that like I think they're a top half of the league defense you know if they were to finish 12th, 13th, 14th, somewhere in there defensively, it really wouldn't surprise me. And I know their offense is going to be great. Anytime you have Damian Lillard, like they're they're always a great offense. They've been top three in the league um, quite a few years with Dame there. And I think he's got some really good personnel around him. So it's like if you can have this top five offense 
and top 15 defense, you've got a playoff team, whether it's the four seed, the five seed, the six, the seven, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're a playoff team though with that. And, and I think that's a real possibility. Nothing that they're doing right now feels fluky. Um, and yeah, I just, I think they're a very deep team. I'm not sure they get enough credit for their depth. Um, and they're uh, playing I, a lot of guys right now. I mean, they're, they're, they're regularly going nine, eight to nine deep right now. And to your point about the athleticism, I, I just, I just kind of, as you were talking, I wanted to take a look at this against, um, and they're, they're a good shooting team, but against the Kings, right? Game one, they were 26 from 33 from the free throw line against Phoenix. They were, I just had it up. Hang on. I apologize. They were 31 for 36 from the free throw line. So 33 and 36, both games. Against the Lakers, they were 22 for 27 from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. And against Denver, who obviously is not known as, as like a great defensive team, they they shot 31 free throws. So this team is getting routinely over 30 free throw attempts a game. That's pretty good, man. That tells me, and I love teams like that. That tells me that they're not just settling for three-point shot. Like they're drive, like they they're a fun athletic team, man. And if they can go to the free throw line, you know, 25, 30 times a game, and obviously they have the shooters to make them at a high clip. I think they're, what is it, like 75, 80, 85% right around there. They're they're balling, man. I mean, if you can yeah. get to the free throw line and slow the game down and play good defense, dude, you're going to be pretty good in this league. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, I, I, I love the uh, just the energy they're playing with. Yeah, that does translate to that. And like, like Jeremy Grant, dude, I, I think that was one of the more underrated um, acquisitions of this past offseason. They got him for for a Bucks first round pick, like a late, you know, probably 25, 26, whatever. You know, it's going to be a not a great pick. Like he's on an expiring contract. Like they'll have the opportunity to bring him back. I, I think they probably will. But he just feels like the forward that they've always needed um, just in his versatility on both ends, his athleticism, his ability to play off ball or to get the ball and cook a little bit, score in ISOs. He's fantastic. I really think he's a perfect fit. And I don't think that acquisition got enough buzz. Even now, I don't think people are realize what a big deal it is because he's kind of the guy they've always needed. Um, and I just think, man, when you look at their role players, like if you think about role players in the traditional sense, because everybody's def- – some people call Dennis Rodman a role player. Some people call Ben Simmons a role player. Like there's different definitions of it. But like if you think about sort of traditional role players and you look at guys like Justice Winslow, Josh Hart, Gary Payton Jr., Nasir Little. Like, I think the Blazers might have the best collection of those kind of guys, those traditional role players of any team in the league. And that can't be overlooked, you know, when you couple that with Jeremy Grant and with that backcourt and with Nurk, who, you know, has been a little hit or miss this season. He might be the biggest question mark I have with this team. But, um, and and look, man, I think above all else, like the Dame and Anthony Simons pairing, um, what we've seen so far has been really encouraging. Like, these guys had played together for a few years, obviously, but like not that much at the same time and and certainly not with Ant getting very many on-ball reps. But we've seen so far this season that Ant's gotten a lot of on-ball reps and and Dame's off-ball coming off screens and and knocking down threes. Like it makes sense and and they both seem to be buying in um wholeheartedly to it. Like at this point in his career, Dame just wants to win basketball games. Like he's a he's a great leader. I think he's the best leader in the whole NBA. And um, and he really does just want to win at this point. And like he's gonna do whatever it takes. There's no ego, there's no like get mine. Like he knows he's gonna get his. But like just the way he was excited for Ant and the way he was finding Ant when he was on fire um in that game was uh was really cool. I just I like the vibe, man. I think people overreacted to the preseason. I really do. It was like a couple bad losses in the preseason, and people were it's saying that really they should just preseason. they should just trade Dame and tank. And it was like, let's see what this looks like because I, I like the makeup of this roster. I think it just fits. You know what I mean, man? Sometimes a roster, like you might see it on paper and not be that impressed, but like sometimes the pieces just fit. And um, and I think that's what we're seeing with this team. They're not going to go undefeated. They're not going to win 60 games, but they're legit. And, um, and I think they're going to be in the mix uh, throughout this season as long as the main pieces can stay healthy. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I don't disagree, man. I, I, I really don't. Love, Love to see it, man. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I know you are. I know you are. I know you are. All right, so I had Portland on my list as a positive. So let's just go to – we'll go to a negative, and then I'll, I'll start with a positive right away again. Um, my man, it's not so much a negative. It, it, it's just kind of like a wow. It, it's the Brooklyn Nets, and it's mm. really Ben Simmons. 
I'm a little bit surprised on how bad he is defensively. Now, maybe that's just a little bit of rust, and as the season goes on, he's going to get a little bit better. But, I mean, through <laughs> through two games, he's averaging two and, two and a half shots per game, over three turnovers a game, and almost five fouls a game. In the last week, uh, well, a week the season started, so let's just say a week in nine days or a week, week and a half, he's fouled out of three games. One preseason game and two regular season games. He just looks absolutely lost. I watched a lot of that Brooklyn-Memphis game last night. I mean, he fouled out. I think there was nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. He looks very, very not comfortable in that offense. And I, I saw your your tweet today. Uh, Kyrie and, and KD look like they'll be fine, but their defense is just absolutely horrible. Uh, I know that you, you know you and I are. You might be, you're definitely higher on Nick Claxton than I am, but I mean, like, yeah, I think that if you're relying on, if you're the Nets and you're relying on Nick Claxton to, to help shore up your defense, I don't know how good you're going to be. They clearly do not have a lot of depth up front. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Joe Harris came back. Their offense, I am sure in the regular season is going to be fine. I think they'll be okay in the regular season. But man, dude, defensively, this team just looks absolutely horrible. And I think it starts with Ben Simmons. I did not think, um, clearly there's stuff, he had stuff going on with his back and, and some of the mental health issues that he alluded to a little bit when he was with, in Philly. But it just, he looks the exact same offensive player that he looked like the last time he played with Philly. And I don't know if this guy is ever going to, if he can't figure it out playing with Kyrie and KD, I don't know if he's ever going to figure it out. Yeah, man, I, I think Ben Simmons tricked me, um, like all these years, like because I've been pretty supportive of him or uh, defensive. Like I've stood up uh, for Ben Simmons a, a fair amount, and like a lot of that was the defense. But the thing with Ben Simmons is like he's a great perimeter defender. On this Nets team, he's like a big man, and yep. he's not great at that. Um, and like, look, I think Claxton has outplayed him by a lot. Yeah. Like Claxton looks like a better player right now than Ben Simmons, certainly for this Nets team. And it's like, the problem I think is they just don't really fit together. There's like the lack of size. Like Claxton's not the biggest guy. Like Ben's a little undersized for a big, like there, that was my biggest concern with this team heading into the season. I've talked about it a lot. Like, you did. Yep. Just their size. Like that was the the main thing. And shout out to Dayron Sharp. Like he's he's been getting solid minutes. Like he's been he's been all right for them. Like at least he's in the rotation. They they need him. But like between Claxton and Simmons, man, not only are they undersized, but like they are two of the worst shooters you'll find. Like certainly from the free throw line. I think Claxton has a little bit of untapped potential as a shooter. Um I've seen him make threes like he maybe that's something he'll get to eventually, but he's not there yet. Uh, but you've got two guys that are like sub 50 percent free throw shooters out there. And uh, and again, while Ben Simmons is a great defensive player, like uh, you don't want yeah, him he, guarding but, centers like but you know what's crazy, man. He has not even been that good defensively this year. It's not. A, I don't think it's a good role for him. Uh, the, this, the, the defensive role. I don't think they're, they're kind of he, he's like a big and, and I don't think that's. Like, Ben Simmons is a great perimeter defender. I'm with you there, but I, I just think, like, I mean. Like, if you put – that's why – like, you, you put him next to a guy like Embiid or, like, Giannis or some elite big defensive on anchor. Defense, though, but, see, that's the problem, right, though? Because on defense it looks good, but on offense it looks terrible. Like, I mean, it's, it's never like, looked worse on offense than it does now. This is and, as and, bad and as it's ever been. two guys <laughs> that are some – one of – that are probably – Two of the greatest offensive players we have it's, ever seen. In it's our funny lives. though. Like I, I remember, like I mean, I was definitely excited about this fit, and I think a lot of people were. Like Ben Simmons on this team, but I think so much of that um, dream was the offensive side of the ball, where it was like, you know, yeah, like next to, like he could be kind of this small ball center with all these shooters around him and KD and Kyrie creating, and um, but like first of all, that hasn't really worked out. Um, and maybe some of that is having like a non-shooter as your center in Claxton because they just don't have another choice. Uh, but also like 
I don't think the defensive side of the ball was talked about enough. Like the difference between Ben Simmons, the wing defender, and Ben Simmons, the post defender. Um, I, I don't think that was talked about enough when we were talking about the fit with this team. And I don't know, man. Like it's it, it, things seem bleak right now for like Ben Simmons' long term outlook in the NBA to where like okay maybe he's like a role player, but he went from this all defense, like DPOY runner up, all NBA. Like he was an all NBA team. Right? I know, man. Like My his buddy, second or third year. Like it was, it was the year that the, it was two years ago that he was, yeah. he was all NBA man. And my buddies have just been ripping me because I said, hey, man, when Ben Simmons is right, like he's a top 20. I didn't even say top 15. I said top 20. He was, all, he was first team all NBA defense yeah. like twice, I think. He was third team all NBA. Like he was, he was really good, man. But he just looks lost. And, you know, the reason that I'm focusing on him is because I think he is so tied to the chaos that surrounds Brooklyn, right? I mean, we still cannot forget that Kevin Durant, you know, asked for his coach to be fired, asked for the GM to be fired. He came back. Kyrie clearly is going to be a Laker next year. Like, I mean, like, I think it would it would take a lot for him not to be a Laker next year. Like, who knows what this team is going to look like through the first two months of the season, man. And if it's like, kind of looking like this or maybe they win one or two but then they lose three in a row you know stuff like that and they're below 500 man dude it's gonna get ugly in brooklyn brett it's well, gonna what get do you think really like nasty man so I, I don't remember if it was koc or bill simmons suggested they were like why not just you know maybe just trade Kyrie to the lakers now or like this season like if things get bad if like you're you know if you find yourself like sub 500 like 20 games into the season it's just not working like and maybe you want to sort of retool around the guys you have, like, cause you know, you could probably get both of those Lakers picks. Um, I mean, I guess you'd, you'd have to take on Russell Westbrook, obviously, but like, and it's, it's too premature to say that it's not going to work out in Brooklyn, but like if 20 games into the season, it's not like, do you look to do that? Because like you said, it's probably a foregone conclusion um, that he's gone unless, you know, unless they have a great season, I don't see him here long-term. And it's like, maybe trade him and get a couple of awesome picks back and just maybe you still have enough to be competitive. Like uh, I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but it, it certainly hasn't been encouraging so far. They could turn it around. I think they will probably, if they just ride this out, have one of the better offenses in the league, but yeah, the defense is a major issue and I don't know, Ben Simmons, I, like he, he does look a little rusty. Um, he looked super rusty in preseason. He didn't play for a whole year. Like, I have to give him a little bit of time to just get his timing back. Um, but, it, man, it, it doesn't look good. Like, I'm not ready to say he's trash, but he's been trash so far. And, you know, man, I get it. I get that, uh, you know, kind of uh, the backs might be a different thing, man. But, bro, you know who else didn't play for a year? And he had some foot issues, and he's a big man. Was well, Zion, dude. And he looks like fucking, like, he's shot out of a cannon this year. So, I mean, like. Like Ben looks it. healthy. He looks healthy. He, he just looks like he just looks rusty. It's like basketball stuff. Like it's just timing and and reads that he's missing or just like it, lack of confidence. It just looks it's, like it's he has But I, I I you just you just fucking nailed it, dude. It, it's I think that it is maybe a little bit of rust, maybe ten percent rust, man. I think that it is ninety percent confidence, man. Like yeah. he just looks he looks like a shell of himself, and that is if I'm a Brooklyn Net fan, that that's. That's super concerning. But, hey, man, let's let's keep it positive, dude. You want to hear my second positive team? Oh, I'd love to. The Cleveland Cavaliers, man. Let's go. Um, they they are – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with some stats, dude. They're, All right. They're, they're two and one, right? Um, Darius Garland has played a grand total of 24 minutes, and that was to open up the season. It was the first game that they lost. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is averaging 33 points a game. He's going to the free throw line eight times a game, and he's averaging seven assists a game through the first three games of the season. Whew. Cleveland Cavaliers have an offensive rating of 116.7, which ranks fifth. They have a defensive rating of 104.4, which ranks sixth. You're going to kind of see a little bit of a theme with me as we kind of go through some of these positives that I have. Um, I don't think that Evan Mobley has looked um, great. I think he's rounding into form. I think he's, he's he's been okay, but he certainly has not taken the leap. Again, it's, it's one week. He certainly hasn't taken the leap that we kind of thought he was. As I said earlier, Darius Garland has only played 24 minutes. I think that some of the turnovers that they've had, that, that'll kind of calm down. But, man, how about your boy C.D. Osmond? He's averaging 16 points a game, and he's closing. 
He looks good. Um, Cleveland just looks really fucking good, man. These dudes are going to be scary. Um, they're going to be tough. I think that um, C.D. Osmond, Karis LeVert, Kevin Love, and Dean Wade are combined 26 for 49 from three. They're good, man. They, 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 they are really good. I think that they are as good as advertised. I can't wait for, I believe it's Friday night when they play the Boston Celtics. But Donovan Mitchell, man, has been a one, one-man wrecking crew. I think they've gotten some solid three-point shooting from their bench. And they're, they're going to be tough, man. I'm, uh, I'm really liking what I've seen from this team. And I'm so happy. Obviously, his time in Utah did not end very well. Uh, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell, that is. Especially, you know, he got ripped defensively pretty good for what happened with him against Dallas. But, man, I'm happy for him, man. Uh, Cleveland looks good, dude. They, they are definitely one of the teams that I am uh, very, very happy about. I think they're as good as advertised. They easily could have, you know, with, with Garland being out, they could have, you know, lost a couple more games. But they look fucking legit, man. They, they, they really, really do. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for them, and I'm very happy for Cleveland fans. Oh, yeah, man. I, I think I had them third when we did our – um, standings predictions in the East, certainly in the top four. I can't remember if it was them or Philly, but either way, like I, I've been pretty high on this team. I and um and like they're just figuring it out, man. But as far they're as winning, Don, though. that's the most important yeah. thing, right, man? They're they're figuring they're figuring it out. They haven't. I don't think that their team, Donovan Mitchell, is carrying them right now. But I don't think their team has played their best ball yet. Like no. um, Isaac Okoro, he looked done nothing. Offensively, looks terrible. I mean, right. let's just. Let's just call it what it is, but dude, we know we know the defense. We know the defense is fantastic. Like yeah, that's 100%. that 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 goes without saying. He brings it every night on that end. Like he and and he's been very positively impactful in that regard. But offensively, like he almost literally hasn't made a shot. He, he's now, done. He, Brett, Brett, he's gone um, against Toronto zero points against Chicago two points against Washington two points. I think he's taken like eight shots on the whole season or something. Like he's not even. Ten, he's not ten, not even. Ten. Right. He's two for ten. Okay, it's three games. He's taken ten shots. Donovan yeah. Mitchell's taken yeah. seventy shots. Yeah, um, like, and it's not that not that he should be taking a lot of shots. Like, I think optimal Okoro, you know, on this team is like nine, ten points a game. Like, that's what you need from him. You need you need a couple of couple of corner threes and a couple of takes to the rim, or a you know, cut or a, a transition bucket or something. Like, he he's not supposed to score more than ten points a game on this team. There's only so many shots to go around. I think. Um, the dialogue around him could get a little unfair right now. It's, it's fair. He's been, he's been bad offensively, uh, but it's so early, man, um, that I'm not going to read too much into that, but we do need a little something out of him. Um, yeah. The bench is something that I don't think got talked about nearly enough this off season. It's like, they're a really deep team. Like they when are. you look at all those guys like love and Wade and Lopez, like they're, they've got a very solid bench. That's been a lot of their strength so far. Yeah. Mobley hasn't, been great he certainly hasn't taken the leap he's been like fine we, he just hasn't taken the leap that we thought he was no doing. exactly there's a lot of guys like that but again it's only been what three games so it's like it's just i'm not reading into that at all like i think you know two weeks from now we could be saying mobley's um might have a chance of being an all-star like that there's just we can't overreact but like there's no question mitchell has been phenomenal if you're looking at like if you're looking at, you know, week one MVP candidates, like he's got to be in what the top three, it's, maybe it's with him or Dame, man. I mean, he's gone. He's maybe, gone. Maybe, Tate, maybe Tatum, like, maybe you know, 30, 31, 32 and 37. <laughs> yeah. And that's, it's crazy too. Like, and he's been playing point guard essentially uh, yep. since Garland went down. Um, and still, even with Garland going down, his assisted threes are going up. Like he's shooting more three pointers off the ball um, than he did. He's shooting fewer pull-ups than he did uh, last season with Utah. So we're already seeing that, and Garland hasn't even really been there. So, like, we're seeing a lot more off-ball. Donovan Mitchell, he's just going to get better looks. They all are. Like, we knew this, but um, I I love these backcourts that we're seeing, whether it's, like, Simons and Lillard or or Mitchell and Garland or um, DeJounte and Trey Young. Like, it's just really fun seeing them open up looks for each other with these kind of smaller backcourts. But, yeah, he's been great, man. Like, he's been – Better than ever. Um, so this is all that Cleveland could have hoped for. This is why they brought him in. He is their best player. He is the superstar. Garland's fantastic. He's an all-star. They've got all these all-star caliber players. But Mitchell's the guy, man. Barely played. He's barely played. Uh, barely. They played 12 minutes or something, whatever. You know, like, they. I think him and Mitchell have played, like, 14 possessions together this season. So, like, there's, there's so much potential with this team. Um, and I don't even think they've scratched the surface of it. 
Yeah, man, I, I'm impressed. I mean, Karis Levert hasn't played great yet. Like, no. once this once this team really rounds into shape, they're 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 going to be scary, man. Give me um, give me another. Or did you have Cleveland on your list, or do you got another team? No, I didn't have Cleveland on my list. Well, I Are like we... that. We're different. I like it. We're different. <laughs> I like it. Are we keeping it positive? Keep it positive, baby. Give me a positive. Uh, how about the Boston Celtics? I mean, <laughs> just state the obvious there. Okay. I mean, they're, they're okay. Like I was pretty confident in them. I, they're, not, I, I, they're not undefeated anymore, but okay. No, and I mean, Orlando gave them a good contest too. Like that was that was a little close, a little too close for comfort. And uh, and then they lost to the Bulls, I believe. Right? Um, they did lose to the Bulls. They are they are three and one. Um, they've looked really good. I would say they've had. Not sure where they're at in terms of offensive rating, but I think they've got probably the best offense in the NBA I think so they far. Were, they were, I think they were number one up until last night. Okay. Um, so but that's, I, what, again, I that's why, I, that's why I don't want to read too much into these team stats. Cause I still feel like they're the best offense in the league so far. And I know they had a, a bad I game. Go, I would probably say after, after last night, I, top two, maybe top three. I mean, maybe they didn't even fall that much, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not worried about that team offensively. Right. And so like, while it's not a huge surprise to me that they're, doing well i think a lot of people did have understandable questions with everything that happened uh i'm starting to think the email thing's not going to be that big of a deal like they look a lot like they did last year um considering that they don't have rob williams now like um with that factored in like i don't i don't think they've changed it up too much like i i don't know i think they like coach joe like i think it's fine i think he's fine i think he's a good coach like this team's fine um in that regard and then the rob williams thing which was my biggest concern has certainly affected their defense they're not the defense they were i think they're still a good defense i think again i don't know what they rank right now i don't even those stats that doesn't mean anything to me though because i probably before the bulls game they were certainly before the orlando game they were probably like before the bulls game they were 25th that they get i forget what orlando scored on them but Anyway, I still think they're a good defense. I think they're I think they're probably a top ten defense still, regardless of what their defensive rating is after four games. But they did lose something on that end. But offensively, man, I think it's opened things up for them. Like that starting lineup with Horford at the center and, and Tatum at the power forward with Brown, Smart, uh, Derek White. It's like that's a lot of floor spacing ability there. That's five guys who can shoot. And um and you put Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in a a well spaced half court, you know, and, and even when you bring in Grant Williams off the bench, he can shoot. Malcolm Brogdon, he can shoot. Um, so you've got just all this kind of new spacing that you you know with Rob Williams, he was a guy that the defense didn't have to respect anywhere outside of you know five feet, and now you all these guys can knock down threes, and so you're seeing. Jalen and Jason just tear it up as slashers, um, taking advantage of this kind of newfound space. So while they may lose something on defense, I think they're a better offense than they were last season. The Brogdon addition has been huge. Um, His just playmaking that he brings off the bench, his ability to just beat guys off the dribble and and set guys up. Like he's, he's a whole new element uh, to this Boston team. So, yeah, I, I I mean I'm looking for the silver linings for sure, but I think they're a better offense than they were last season. And defensively, they lost something, but not that much. And when they get robbed I back, disagree. they're gonna be scared. I disagree with that last part. I disagree yeah. with that last part. I, I think that I mean I agree with you offensively. Like I didn't have Boston on any of my lists. I think Boston is is gonna be fine. The to, to your point about Ime, that's like that is really not going to show up until the playoffs. Um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm not worried about this team offensively. I am very worried about this team defensively um, once the playoffs start. Um, but Rob's going to be there. Maybe. I you mean, come on. It, was supposed to be, it was supposed to be a couple weeks, and it was supposed to be six weeks. Nah, now it looks like it's half the season. Just saying, man. I mean, dude, they, they they've been getting. I mean, they gave up 120 to Orlando. They gave up 120 to Chicago, um, and they play. They have a very very tough game against Cleveland on Friday. And you know, I watched that Boston Bulls game. Um, 
Vucevic killed them on the boards. He had 23 boards last night. I mean, I, I'm not worried about Boston offensively. I'm really not worried about Boston, to be honest with you, until the playoffs start. But, I mean, they desperately need some front court depth. Um, I think Al Horford, they can't play him. The minutes that they've been playing him, I think he even needs to play less than 20 minutes a game. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, maybe there's a move out for them uh, during the season that they make. Maybe it's a, a Dwight Howard type of player. Um, Noah Vonley, I can't believe that they're playing him. He does not look very good. Um, he still doesn't look very good. Um, we have not seen the Sam Hauser experiment. But, I mean, yeah, man, I, I, Boston wasn't on my positives or negatives list. I just think I'm, I'm not surprised that Boston is 3-1 and one and they look really good. They look like, you know, a top two team in the East. I'm not, I'm not worried um, until the playoffs about Boston, you know, kind of depending on the, the Rob Williams situation and the, and the coaching situation. But with Rob Williams out, they're – their defense through the first couple games has definitely looked um, very. I mean, I less. thought it looked. I thought it looked really good against like Philly. Like I, I thought the first two games it looked great. Um, I didn't really. I only saw part of the Orlando game. I didn't see any of the Chicago game. But like, they certainly lose something. But they're still they're still very switchable. Obviously, they've still got um, a lot of solid defenders. Like that whole, you know, if you you could go down that top seven of Tatum, Brown, Smart, White. Uh, Horford, Grant Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, like all those guys can defend, can shoot, can switch. Like I like the sort of versatility they have, but I do agree that they're shallow up front. Again, that was another concern coming into the season. It's definitely uh, reared its head already. Just the fact that Noah Vonley has played as much as he has. <laughs> and then the desperation Blake Griffin acquisition, like these things – you know, point to, to that, that fact that they are very shallow in the front court. Um, they, they could definitely use somebody else uh, to shore it up. I mean, Friday night is going to be fun, man. I mean, Friday and night is going to be Cleveland. Must- granted, I'm, I won't be able to watch it cause I'm going to the game, but um, they, that's going to be a fun game against Cleveland with, you know, two big dudes up front and Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. So, I mean, if you want to get a gauge on how Boston is going to, fair defensively i mean that that that's a good game to start um but how about we'll tatum like he's i think philly, tatum's bit philly's on my list. We'll, we'll get to philly oh yeah you want to go to philly now i was just gonna say man i think tatum's like been maybe the best player in the league and i think brown has gotten better like that was something i, I was kind of questioning and i mean if those two guys are taking jumps like i just think uh I think they're going to be fine, but I agree with the Horford minutes thing. Like that's a little bit of a concern. He's playing over 27 minutes a game. Like you probably want him under 25 at most somewhere around there. And, uh, well, I I'll, I'll do you one. What do you do? Like, I I don't, I, I don't even like, again, Boston's going to be fine. We're just, I'm just nitpicking here. I don't even like the minutes that Tatum's playing. Tatum's played 38 and a half minutes, 37 minutes, 37 and a half minutes and 30 over 35 minutes. Yeah. Like you, I thought the whole point of getting Malcolm Brogdon was so that you could limit Tatum's minutes. They were counting on Gallinari. They were counting on Rob Williams. Like those guys were going to be big parts of the rotation, and they're and they're out. So like they are shorthanded, and like Tatum could end up leading the league in minutes. Um, yeah, and, a, and a lot of those minutes, crazy, are, those are man. power forward minutes too. Like he's he's he got a hell of a workload, but you know, it's, it's, hopefully he can hold up. That's that's crazy, but yeah, man, Boston's gonna be fine, dude. They they were not my list, but one of my my one of my negative teams was was Philly, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. I know that they won last night, but James Harden is in shape. Obviously, it just came out. I think it was either today or yesterday that Joel Embiid was battling plantar fasciitis. He looks, you know, not his. He doesn't look like a guy that is going to be the front runner to win MVP. You know, I th- I'm pretty sure you and I both had him. As, yeah. as as MVP. It just looks weird, man. Like, I wasn't really going to fault them too much. I mean, they lost to Boston, Boston's opening night. Then Milwaukee came in and just fucking defensively shut that team fucking down on uh, on Thursday for their home opener. I don't know, man. It, it just seems um, – I know Harden's in shape. I know that's going to be kind of the story. But it just seems like, you know, it's – Dribble, 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 dribble. And, I mean, like, Matisse Thybul is barely playing. I think he's played six minutes all season long. Um, Maxi looks great offensively, but defensively, this team just doesn't look um, as good as it, it probably should be. So, yeah, man, I mean, they're, they're just on my list because, dude, you're supposed to be 
up there with Milwaukee and Boston. You're one and three. It hasn't looked good. You had a very weird loss to the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, you beat Indiana, but they just look um, – it just looks weird. Um, and I'm going to give them, obviously, the benefit of the doubt. Clearly, they're probably just trying to figure stuff out. Um, there's a lot of new guys there. But, you know, when P.J. Tucker is saying you got to go out and earn it after they lose to San Antonio um, – and I don't know, man, I, them two dudes, Doc Rivers and James Harden, I just um, I, I don't trust them. But I, I fully expect Philly to kind of figure this out. But through the first week of the season, Philly is um, definitely one of my disappointing teams. Yeah, they were on my list uh, as well. Probably number one um, disappointing team. But again, it's so early. Uh, I agree. Harden has looked great. Like he better than I ever could have expected. I think I was way out of pocket saying Maxi could be better than him by the end of the season. But that said, I don't uh, think that's, it's, I don't think this is going to be as out of pocket. as I, you think it's I, I don't know. I might've overreacted to the preseason just a tad on the Maxi front, like thinking, you know, I, but I mean, he's still an awesome player. I love him. Uh, I do think he needs to be more involved in the offense. I think Tobias Harris needs to be more involved. I don't think either of those guys have been uh, utilized enough. I think it's been too much standing around. Um, been a whole lot of Harden, man, and like yep. I don't know. It looks it looks like Houston Harden, which yep. is going to put up great numbers and you know look great. Like that's he's they're playing a style uh, conducive to success on an individual basis for Harden, and I don't know that that's conducive to uh, success as a team. Um, MB like a lot has been made about his kind of body language or whatever, his effort level. Uh, people have described him as mopey. I think he's out of shape. I think it's as simple as that. Like when I've watched Philly, I think I've seen them twice. Now I saw the Boston game and then the debacle against San Antonio. And I think he's out of shape. Of I've seen him beat in oh, shape. Of course you wouldn't watch Philly Milwaukee. That's neither here nor there though. Oh, <laughs> actually, no, I did see some of that. I didn't see the whole thing. I did see some, but, but, but he just, um, he looks out of shape to me. Like I've seen Embiid in shape. I've seen him out of shape. I think he's, I don't think he's in great shape right now. Um, I mean, Brett, to your point, Jacob Poitel was going around him. Um, yeah. Like against, uh, when they played the Spurs, like that. Oh, dude, just... The Spurs were working them. the Spurs were getting whatever they wanted. Yeah, man. Like the Spurs have done that to a couple teams now though. We might have to talk about the Spurs. Um, they were doing it to Minnesota too, though. Um, they're, they're, uh, they're kind of fun, but yeah, like the, the Sixers though, I'll say this, like they have, they have as much upside as anybody, especially yeah. offensively. Like there's, if they can just figure it out, you know, the, the, the Harden and B two man game while mixing in Maxi and Harris, figure out their rotations, figure out the balance. Like this team could be as good as anybody, at least on the offensive end. And I still love the acquisitions they made in the off season season with Melton and PJ Tucker and, um, not so much Montrez Harrell, but uh, but I do think they I, I think they could still be a really good team. And this is, I think, a team where people might be overreacting. Um, I agree. I agree. Because it's Philly, because it's Harden, because it's Embiid. Like, of course, people are going to overreact when they start out. Uh, what are they one and two? Yeah, one and They're three. They're one and three. They're one and three. I just don't. For me, it's more so like I am just a little bit surprised and taken aback, so to speak, that it's. A whole, as much hardened as it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they yeah. don't seem to be getting anybody else involved. I agree with you on, on the maxi front. I mean, he look, he's looked great in some games and he's looked not so great in some games. It's just, I'm with you on Tobias Harris. Um, it's just, it's just different, man. And maybe it's going to take us some time to get used to, but I've also, you know what, man, it could also be Brett that you and I, and probably everybody else, that has watched James Harden for the last decade. We just have Harden fatigue, man, and we've seen this all before. And it's just like, yeah. you know, kind of like whoop de doo Basil. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I think that I, I'm with you. I think we're overreacting probably a little bit, but that's kind of the point of like, this podcast. If they were, if they were like, 15 and five after 20 games, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, you know what they, I mean? If they just, if they just win, like, you know, 14 out of their next uh, 16 or whatever, like, even that wouldn't shock me. Like, they could, they could go nuts at any time. Um, but I don't know, man, if, but if it doesn't go that way, if they're around 500 or below 500 after 20 games, then you got to wonder about, uh, oh. doc rivers. Oh yeah. Baby. That's, that's the, oh, big. Yeah. he's got a lot of pressure on him. You know, like there's no doubt he's got, he's got the talent. Like he needs to make this work. Like this is a, this is a real test for old doc. And, um, a lot of this is on him. Cause like I said, man, like we, we know they have the talent they've got. Four awesome players in in Harris, Maxi, Embiid, and 
and Harden, and they've got some good role players. Like they've got the pieces. At least that's what Maury's thinking, right? And uh, and it's really up to Doc to make it work. Of course, these guys have to buy in, but hey, Harden's in shape. Embiid will get into shape. Uh, Maxi looked great in preseason. Like we know what he's capable of. So I think this is on Doc, and, and rightfully so. Like this is where this is where the coach needs to kind of figure it out. Like, what's this offense going to look like? What's this defense going to look like? Because both have been underwhelming. The defense isn't so surprising, but I thought the offense was going to be fantastic, and it it just hasn't been. But it's it's so early. Um, but yeah, Doc seat Doc seat gets hot fast. I think this season it is, man. Hey, dude, just uh, I just wanted to tell you something real quick because I want to hear your um, your next kind of uh, negative team here or positive team or negative team wherever you want to go with it. But the uh, <laughs> damn dude, the Pelicans, shorthanded Pelicans just beat the Mavericks. Did what they the do it? I watched the first half. Yeah, very, very, very cool, man. That's uh, I'll tell you, Dyson Daniels looked great in that first half for them. Yeah, he finished. He finished with eleven, man. But damn, dude, if you would have tell no Zion, no Bi, mm. and no Herb Jones, how many he, did Trey Murphy get? He had twenty-two. Yeah, that's my guy. See, he stepped in. I love that kid, man. He's he is a player. That's um, that's pretty dope, man. That's pretty pretty fucking dope, um, dude. Right, dude, give me um. I got one more positive to go. You have um, – and then I got one more negative to go. Do you got a negative team or do you want to go positive right away? Um, No, let's uh, let's go negative. Let's see. We already talked about Philly. We already talked about the Nets. Who has disappointed me? I've got a team that I think – I've I, got one too. I, I think you know – I know that you probably have this team. I don't know if you have them written down though, if that makes any sense. I don't have anything written down, man. And I don't want to talk about the Lakers. No, no, I'm not talking about the Lakers. They suck. Because that's not even surprising. Um, This is this. I think one of your favorite teams, uh, the Miami Heat. Yes, that's who I was thinking of. That's That's exactly who I was thinking of. Oh man, yeah. Now this is one of those teams that I admittedly haven't watched a lot of. I watched their game against Toronto. One and three, um, baby. Last night. Uh, Yeah, I just don't see it with this team, man. I, I. I don't know. I think that whole like culture and like finding hidden gems and figuring it out and experience tell them, and tell them, I just tell them. I, I think that shit can only go so far. I think at some point your roster just isn't that good. I don't know, man. I just I don't see that good of a team. I think too many people had them as like top three, top four team just because they won the East in the regular season last year, you know. Again, I've said it so many times. They won, what, like 51 games last season um, to win the East? Or it was 53, but it's not like they were some fucking juggernaut team. And uh, they, we, as has been well-documented and much discussed um, by a lot of people, ourselves included, they did not get any better this offseason. And um, I just don't think they're that good, man. Like, I don't know. I don't. I wish I had some more, like analysis about this team but like jimmy's getting older i got Lowry's, you, bro. you want you want Lowry's to this shit yeah let's what do you got on these guys because i just don't i just don't think they're that good like okay. I, it's such a simple way to say it but i was I, I was prepared for this so here we go um i think losing pj tucker hurt them more than we probably realized or probably more people talked about um secondly tyler hero going into the starting lineup yeah, yeah. Um, tyler hero is a bucket getter he's gone for 23 25 14 and 22 like he's offensively he's fine defensively, defensively though he is a liability all right brett you ready for this stuff yeah a year ago they held their first five opponents to no more than a point possession possession this year all their opponents have scored more than 110 per 100 they didn't allow more than 110 per 100 in three straight games until after Thanksgiving last year. They rank below 20 in opponent three-point percentage overall. Um, last season, they allowed eight or more corner threes just three times total, and they've already done it a bunch of times this season. I think defensively, this team is looking rough. Mid? Mid? Mid, mid, mid. We can say mid, right? 18th in offense, 18th in defense. And I will say this, man. I know that um, he is your boy. I certainly like him. I mean, I'm I'm rooting for him. But Bam Adebayo has got to be, through the first week of the season, probably the most disappointing player in the NBA. He just has not looked good. Um, He's gone for 12, 19, 10, and 14 in all their four games this season. 
Um, if you remember after the season ended, Pat Riley kind of came out and kind of challenged his team that only Pat Riley can do, um, you know, telling Tyler Hero if he wants to be a starter, he's got to get better at defense and saying that, you know, the offense has to go through Bam Adebayo. Like he's got to be, yeah, you know, a 25 point per game score. And I, I believe on one of the many podcasts that we've done, um, you even touched on that, that there's no reason that he can't be. And right. I think that he has looked, um, some of the games that I've watched, I'm with you. I haven't watched every single game that they've played, but, you know, seen highlights and watched, watched that Toronto game. Man, I'm just going to say it, dude. He he is underperforming a lot. And I, I don't think that um, he looks right offensively. And now, obviously, it's the week one. He can get through it. But he just, um, offensively, he does not look good. Yeah, I, I don't know that Jimmy Butler should be taking – Jimmy Butler and Hero both taking 15-plus shots a game like – like I would love to see Bam take up more of that, but the thing with Bam is like they ask a lot of that guy on defense, and it's like maybe he can't do it all. Like I don't like the starting five. I really don't like Lowry. Yeah, man, like, he I really. I don't. It's looking I, rough for him. He's man. not. He's not good, man. He's a below average NBA player at this point. He shouldn't be a starter in in this league. I hate to say it, but Gabe Vincent's better than him. Um, what I would do is start hero at point guard. Like, let me see what that looks like. Go a little bigger. But then I start thinking about it and it's like, what do you even do then? You have such little depth with this team. Like if you start hero at point guard, then I guess you, you start Struess, um and Martin. It's like, Martin's not that good. Like, I don't know. He's like a role player. Like, should he be an NBA starter? I just think this roster sucks. <laughs> and I don't understand why they haven't been able to put together a better roster. Like you said, losing PJ Tucker definitely hurts. Like, how do you not bring in a replacement? Like, how do you not make some trade, whether it's a Jay Crowder or a KJ Martin or like a Darius Baisley, like just some power forward that's out there and probably available. Like maybe they will, but this, what they have right now is not a lot to work with. You've got this, quote-unquote big three of Butler, Bam, and Hero. Beyond that, man, you've got, like, role players. And Hey, man, hey, Brett, do you, do you, do you know who was on the Miami Heat? Um, who, I think they had to trade Kyle Lowry to get, do you know? Do you Precious. Know yep. He 22 rebounds like last night. He dominated them last night. He would look good, wouldn't he? He'd look good next Bro, to Bam. He, oh, my, can you imagine? I think about that every time. Obviously, when I was watching the game last night, like, but I'm always like, man, he would be the perfect four for this team. Like him and Bam would wreak havoc. Yeah, they haven't built a great team. Whether you look at the Duncan Robinson contract, you look at the trading away Precious Achua for Lowry. Like there's a lot of things you can point to with this team. Um, the way that Jimmy's just like the guy on offense. Like I don't think he was ever meant to be that guy. Certainly not at this age. I I, I hate this team. Um, <laughs> just like. I really do, man. Like, just like looking at their roster, I'm just like, and I, I love Bam, but I, I hate, <laughs> I hate this team, man. I really do. They're one of my least favorite teams in the league right now. It's not like typical sports hate. It's just like I don't like the construction of this team, and I don't like the way they play right now. I don't, I don't like what I've seen. Hey, man, I'm, I'm with you, dude, and I'm with you on Tyler, man. You know Tyler's my guy. I'm happy that he got paid, man. But he is fucking just gunning right now, man. I mean, he's shooting 33% from three. He's he shoot like you said, dude. He's shooting almost sixteen shots a game. He is straight up just gunning right now. Yeah, he's been fine, I guess. And like, I get that they have to start. You you can't pay a guy one hundred thirty million and not start him. But like, maybe try him at point guard, man. I think he has that in him. Let's hey, go. all right, let's uh, let's end this on a positive. <laughs> all right, um, here's my last positive team that I am so happy for. I'm curious to hear what you think about this. Um, I've tweeted about this a couple times. Um, New York Knicks, man. Um, Jalen Brunson has looked really good. Um, they lost a tough one to open the season to Memphis. They lost by three in Memphis. I thought they played really good. Brunson had 15 points, nine assists, six rebounds. He looks good, man. He's a uh, stabilizing force on this team. He's hit a couple big shots for them. He's made a couple big assists for them. RJ Barrett hasn't looked great. Again, they're two and one. I think RJ Barrett has hit two, three pointers the entire season, maybe three. Um, we got your boy, Brett, uh, Cam Reddish sighting in game one. He had 22 points on 9 of 15 mm. shooting. Bawling. 
Yeah, man. I mean, the, the Knicks are going to be a tough, scrappy team. I mean, they came back. They kicked the absolute shit out of Detroit on, on Friday night. I believe they won by 24. And they beat a gritty Orlando team, man, uh, last night, 115-102. They're 2-1. and one. I'm liking everything that I'm seeing from them. They look good. Julius Randle looks good. I believe the Knicks are top 10 in both offensive rating and defensive rating. They're a fun team, man. And this 2-1 and one feels very different than it has in the past. Like, I think – I really think – Jalen Brunson is there to calm this team. Bunker, stop, stop. We're almost done. Okay, anyways, I apologize. You can leave that part in if you want. Yeah, man, I think Jalen Brunson has been a stabilizing force for this team. Um, I've actually enjoyed watching them. I've actually for, I watched them last night and I watched them. I didn't get the chance to see all of the Detroit game, but I watched the Memphis game. They look tough, man. They're going to be a scrappy team this year, and I'm I'm, I'm happy for Knicks fans because it's been a long time. Like I said, I think they got a move left in them, maybe – either mid-season or after the season. But yeah, man, Jalen Brunson looks as good as advertised. Yeah, he does. I was going to say the same thing, man. Um, I think he's been their best player. Like he's been, he's been great. And um, I, I, you know, I, I, I feel perfectly fine about that, uh, that signing. Like, I think that's actually pretty good value for him, um, that contract. And uh, they should be three, and zero. like they should have won that Memphis game. I agree. I agree. Yeah. They should be three, and zero. I'm starting to think this is a playoff team. You know, I think when we did our uh, preview, I, I had them in like the nine, the nine range, like play in. I think they're maybe top eight with a decent chance to, you know, make the playoffs. Like their their depth is is well known, um, and I'm encouraged enough by what I've seen between Randall and Brunson. Barrett, you know, I don't think he's that good of a shooter. Like I think he had that one year where he shot it really well two years ago, and. Might have tricked a few people, but he's definitely a better shooter than he's shown so far this season. Like he's gonna get better, and uh, yeah, man, the Cam Reddish thing is. I'm I'm glad he's a part of things. I'm glad he's getting minutes. Like it's cool to see him in a meaningful role in the NBA. I think a lot of people wrote him off, but um, very talented player, and I think he actually fits pretty nicely with this group. I, I mean, I, I want to see more minutes for guys like Obi Toppin. Me too. That, um, that was gonna be a criticism, man. Me too. It's, it's tough, though. It's just like, I mean, I think he's a better fit next to Brunson and Barrett than Randall is. I really do. Um, I think in a vacuum, and I know Randall's had a Randall's had a really good season. I, I personally just, it's it's just a personal bias. Like, I don't love the way Randall plays. Um, I just, I don't love his game right now. He, but he's played well enough that I really can't knock him. Um, this season he's doing his part so far. And I just I want to see more minutes for Obi. I think he's awesome. But like if Randall's playing 30 plus minutes, you know, it's like where does Obi really fit in? I don't think you can play the two of them together. So he's just like the backup. And uh he's been great. Well hey, he's man, been how about how about the god dude, Isaiah Hartenstein, dude? He looks good too. Oh, dude, I don't even think they've like scratched the surface. They of haven't, man. His but potential with good. that team. He looks oh, good. He, he looks great. Yeah, he's he's probably been their best uh, bench player so far this season, I think. And he's only going to get better. He's he's really good, man. Once they figure out how to use him, I mean, I think they've got a top three bench in basketball, maybe the best bench in basketball. When you look at Obi and Hartenstein and um and, and quickly Reddish Rose, you know, you go down the list. Grimes hasn't even played yet, I don't believe. Um, they've got a stacked bench. Like their bench is almost as good as their starters. So they're just a really deep team. They've got a f- decent amount of continuity now, I guess. Um, you know, with with Randall Barrett, Obi Fournier, like these guys have been here. Mitchell Robinson, Derek Rose, quickly. Like they've got they, they're building a little something. Uh, we know they're going to bring it defensively. And my thing with this team is just like, you know, what? I mean, I'm looking at it now. Um, damn. They're fifth in defensive rating and seventh in offensive. So this was my question with this team was like, how good can they be offensively? Because we know they're a top 10 defense because they've got tips and some pretty good defensive personnel. But if this could even be like a top 15 offense, because they haven't even been top 20 the last couple of years. If this could be a top 15 offense, you might be looking at a pretty good team. I think they're a playoff team. And I, th- I just think, man, I, I think they're really fun, man. Like, that's the, like, this is, that's what I said at the top, man. This just feels different watching them play, man. And it, it's, a, it's cool to see, like, Jalen Brunson has stabilized that. And I said at the time, man, right? I'm happy that they didn't trade for Donovan Mitchell because, like, do they look what they would have had to give it up? Like, I, I just think, like, this is a fun team. To your point, I'm with you, man. I, I still think maybe, maybe 
Uh, Julius Randle either gets dealt kind of at the trade deadline or maybe the Knicks are to just say, hey, we're going to ride this out and they trade him in the offseason. I'm with you. I don't exactly like the fit so much. But, I mean, dude, like you said, man, 24 against Memphis, 15 against Detroit. And he's, he's been really 25 good. 25 against Orlando. Like, he, he's been good. He's playing with a point guard that's going to get him the ball. I think a lot of his buckets have been assisted. Like, he's 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 looking good, man. He's looking good. He's looking good. He's looking much better than he did last season. Like, I don't know. I think this team might be better than the team from two years ago that made the playoffs. Like, I think this might be a better squad. And uh, and I agree. I don't think Mitchell was the right guy for this team. Not for what they would have had to have given up. I like the Brunson thing. I do, man. I like it more. I probably more. wasn't excited enough about it um, when it happened. But, like, the more I see him play and the more I look at his contract relative, relative to other ones, kind of like, you know what? That's not a bad value. He's the real deal. Um, he he's the point guard they've been missing. He's the best point guard they've had since I don't know, man. How far do you want to go back? I was just, like, just going <laughs> to yeah, yeah. It's, it's like crazy that the Knicks finally have a point guard that's like good. Who am I? Who am I missing? Like like who, a two weeks, like a two month stretch of Jeremy Lin, maybe. <laughs> Stephon Marbury. I mean, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it's probably been that long, dude. He probably, I don't, I don't even know. I, I know I'm missing somebody, but like, do we have to go back to the nineties? Chris Child. Is he, the, is he the best point guard since like, you know, Clyde Frazier and Pearl Monroe? I don't know. Maybe he is. I'm probably missing somebody, but um, they've needed a point guard for my entire lifetime. And uh, he's pretty fucking good. They've got one. So I see why they did it. And uh, I'm high on this team, man. Nick Stock, too, man. Is, Nick Stock is going up. I am impressed, dude. All right, you got uh, we we are uh, about an hour in, almost an hour and ten. Do you have one more positive team, or where do you want to go with this? Uh, yeah, let's want to do a quick a quick uh, hit on positive. Let me see what yeah, time. Me, yeah, I've got, I've got a couple positive. minutes. You got to end it with a positive. There's two. There's two. Uh, there's there's two. I'm deciding between, and they're very say both similar. Uh, Spurs Jazz. Woo! Yeah, Spurs have looked tough, man. The only the only reason I didn't add the Spurs to this list, man. It's just because, man, you know that they want to tank, dude. You, you you know you know that they want to, man. But they, yeah, man, they look good. I believe. Did you have the Spurs as you thought they were going to be the worst team in the NBA? Yeah, I was totally wrong about the Spurs and the Jazz. Oh, dude, like, I don't, I don't so care if there, man. They, it's, I, it's, it's week I, one. I know, I know, but like, even if they don't win another game, I was wrong about both of them because, like, they've shown enough in these first you know, four games or whatever, where I'm like, okay, they're already way better than I thought they could be. Um, obviously, like, everyone's healthy pretty much. Like, the players don't tank, obviously. They're trying to win out there. Um, you know, guys haven't been shut down yet. There's a lot that could happen. But, like, at full strength, these teams are way better than I thought they'd be. I thought with the Jazz, there was a little bit of potential for them to be competitive because they just, like, they've got a lot of good players. Not great players, maybe not even good players. But they've got a lot of solid players, and and Lowry Markkinen looks like a fucking all star. Euroball baby, uh, I the dude dude was dominant in Euroball, and he came back and he's dominant now. No pressure on him, dude. He's balling. He's balling. He's 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 awesome, man. I mean, he's always been a really good player. This guy was averaging like 18, 19 points a game on good efficiency in Chicago as like a twenty year old. Like he's he's always been nice. Um, we saw him with Cleveland sort of adapt to more of a. Um, you got to play defense now and just kind of a more of a cog in the system. And then he did great with that. Like he's, and we saw what he did with Finland. So very nice player. He, now he's the man. This is the first time we've seen him in this role. Like he's, he's going to average no over pressure 20. Too, right? No pressure. No, he might average 23, like for the season. I think he's averaging 24 right now that, and, and yeah, you look at just all these guys on that team. Like they're Jared Vanderbilt looks great. Like I think Minnesota's missing him. They they were a negative. I I thought we would get to. Um, but like he's he's looked good, and uh, you know Conley's still there, and Horton Tucker had a nice game the other night, and Walker Kessler's blocking shots off the bench, and Clarkson looks good. Like they they've got a lot of solid players, man. Um, so yeah, I don't know. They're uh, they're much better than I thought they'd be. They lit up Minnesota um, from well, distance. Dude, how about your boy, dude, for the Spurs, man? Devin Vassell, Keldon Johnson, Trey Jones, man. They, they, they're looking good, dude. Dude, they've been beating. They beat Indiana at Indiana. They beat Philly at Philly. And then they beat Minnesota at Minnesota. I'm like, damn. Like, 
Spurs are interesting because they've still got Popovich and they've still got Spurs culture. They've got guys that have been in that system. Jakob Pertl is wildly underrated. Vassell might be my MIP pick right now. Um, he's fucking awesome. Keldon's looking great. Like, if this team doesn't shut anybody down, if they just keep it rolling, like, they might, you know, they're not going to be a playoff team, but they're not going to be that bad. Um, they're a team that I, I definitely underestimated. Um, but in all likelihood, they'll trade Pertle. They'll trade Doug McDermott. They'll trade Josh Richardson. Like they're they're gonna t- they're gonna start the tank at some point. But so far, it's been really fun. And um and Vassell, man, like I think he's uh he's come so far, man. Like he came into the league as kind of just a like a defensive player with a little bit of offensive upside. And now we're looking at like a bona fide three level scorer. He's really shooting the ball well. He's getting to the rack more aggressively. Um, he's just like addressed all the questions that anybody had offensively for him. And um, I think he's maybe their best player. I think, again, he could be in the most improved player conversations. So I'm very, very high on him. He was one of my probably my number one like breakout pick for this season. So that's, you know, I've had a few things that aren't aging well, but the Devin Vassell breakout is um, is happening. And, and it's pretty fun to see. So I don't know. I hope they don't go like all out tank because this team is legitimately competitive man they've beaten some pretty good squads i'm with you man i i think um you know my my final takeaway to just wrap this up from a lot of these teams man is they're they're just a lot of fun man the 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 league is definitely in a good spot the league is very very deep and it's it's fun man like we didn't even get orlando hasn't won a game paulo looks fucking legit (laughs) he looks really fucking good um i think detroit has struggled a little bit all these teams but that's okay man i mean you just want to continue to to grow excuse me, continue to grow. And I mean, it's, it's going to be a fun season. It really, 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 really is, man. And I, I'm a, uh, I'm happy, man. Just saw uh, we said at the top, dude, I'm happy the NBA is back. I'm happy we can talk about it. And, uh, you know, before we go, dude, Sacramento, thank you for starting off 0-3 and uh, you can trade Harrison Barnes to Milwaukee. Um, you know, let's just say December right after Christmas. That'd be awesome. I'd really appreciate that. And uh, for, for myself and Brett, we'll talk to you guys later. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.